This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Field Notes brand. USA made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is the hilarious Megan Strickland. Uh, And she talked to me about her love of basketball fundamentals and uh, the way that that comes about in her life inspired me to talk to her about my summers uh, and how I spent them because hers were mostly spent at basketball camps and mine were mostly spent doing theaters so if any doing theaters i did them all did all the theaters uh so if anything this episode is about both the fundamentals of basketball and the fundamentals of being a child growing up in a community theater um because megan had so much fun listening to me talk about that so i wanted to get that out at the top uh, that I felt a little guilty for being time hoggy, but I think this was fun. I, I, I don't think I know that this was fun, and I know that I find Megan Strickland to be one of the absolute funniest people that I know, and I know that that is truly saying something because there have been over a hundred hilarious people on this podcast, and I know even more hilarious people outside of that. But something specific about Megan Strickland tickles a part of me in a way that uh not many people do uh and i hope that that comes out here because i know we had a blast as soon as i stopped recording she turned to me and was like oh my god that was so much fun her energy and everything about her is just so effusive and um enthusiastic and uh 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 was sort of contagious um she's just so genuinely uh joyous and and funny and uh we get some actual basketball talk in here too so i think that it was a dream uh she told me after the fact and she was upset that she forgot to say this that uh she had a dream the night before, I believe, about um, doing the show, and I had come over to her apartment uh, to record it, and um, I came in with uh, a bunch of files and a mini grill, and I made us burgers at her place, and I had to leave abruptly to get a popsicle with my dad, and that was the whole dream. <laughs> Oh, man. I knew this was going to go well when at the top we talked about a pretty obscure SNL sketch that we both absolutely love. So I think that uh, really set us off on the right course. So I hope you guys love this as much as she and I enjoyed recording it. As some quick plugs, the most pertinent of which is the fishbowl. Megan Strickland is another member of the team that I host that with, Sight Unseen. Other past guests of the show that are part of that group include Rosie Moan. Uh, Jimmy Pennington, Steve Nelson. Am I forgetting someone? No, those are those are the people who've done it so far. 
now Strickland. And in the not-too-distant future, I will nab the sixth member um, in Mark Loxton. If you want to come see all those great people in a show together, come to the Annoyance at 9.30 on a Thursday night. If you're a student at the Annoyance, you can put your ID into the fishbowl, and you may get a chance to play with some Annoyance teachers and veterans. It's one of my favorite things, period. I would love to share it with you. Saturday nights at the Annoyance Theater, another one of my favorite things, Splatter Theater. From now until December th- December 31st. What if we did it that long? Want to see some people get murdered for Christmas? From now until October 31st at 10 o'clock on Saturdays at the Annoyance Theater. You can see Splatter Theater. You can see me along with many other people get brutally murdered. Cool. I think that's all I got. Does um, everyone say that? Nope. I Maybe one other time. But even being put on the spot i couldn't cite what that one other time was <laughs> i just feel like it's not unique to you <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um do you remember like three how much snl do you watch oh um is lauren michaels listening <laughs> religiously so, i really respect the program um casual no. when people like post links online yeah more like that um there is a sketch from i think that's where most people exist uh there's a sketch from like four or so years ago where um betty white hosted and they revisited that sketch and they did dusty muffins <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny <laughs> basically just imagine it's basically just mapping the entire sweaty ball sketch but with betty white talking about her dusty muffins <laughs> it was very it was great I'd, i'll link it in the notes i'd encourage you to look it up oh i think i will yes wait so because the original people in that sketch were anna gastire anna gastire and molly, molly shannon. shannon and then alec Baldwin. i think they then they did that a lot it wasn't just the one time right that no. was like one of those recurring things yes they i think they even did it more than once with um alec baldwin Ooh, interesting. because he did a one about um like hot dogs something oh. wieners, wieners. <laughs> <laughs> yes but there is something about this microphone wieners. that makes you feel like your voice is so precious <laughs> that's really i think that's a really funny way to say it um but i can see what you're saying yeah. especially and not just because you can hear your own voice these are very, these are designed to, like, isolate just the sound of your voice. Oh, so, wow. as opposed to most of the time you're hearing someone's voice with a bunch of other things in the background. Mm. It's it's specified, specialized. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's popping. It's really nice, but also, yeah. Ooh, that was so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm going to link that uh, Dusty Muffins in the notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, good oh we're uh, we're talking on the mm-hmm. yes <laughs> uh, did you see muffins. did you see wish and boot from last season yeah that was great that is one of my favorite favorites of the last like i don't know five oh, years i think it's so a funny good question like favorites what would be your favorite snl sketch of recent times recent recent era snl wish and boot just really kills me i like that too because i love how perfect of a spoof it is of country music <laughs> and while also being well performed by everyone in it yeah while also being hilarious and like weird <laughs> the, the weird like 
Yeah, those weird ones. <laughs> that that whole dang time that dong was just a boo. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. That reminds me of the the old, for some reason this always sticks in my mind and it like comes up, but there's like an old, uh, you know, uh, making fun of country music one with like Jennifer Aniston must be the guest star. And it's like, guess I'll get another A-B-O-R-T. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about because there's another <laughs> another line from that. It's a, um, isn't it like a montage of country songs? It's, yeah, like, it's a like where there's greatest like hits album. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. another one that's like that we use to quote all the time <laughs> in college. From the same sketch that's, um, <laughs> ain't nothing cuter than a fat country baby eating peaches <laughs> off a hardwood floor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yes. Oh, my God. That. I wish we, I could have remembered it enough to just sort of finish to say it along. Day, you said the very last part. <sighs> that, that sentence and character. Ain't cuter than a fat country baby eating peaches off a hardwood floor. <laughs> And that is, uh, I wouldn't have remembered that it was Jennifer Aniston, but you're totally right. She must have been the host. Yeah. God, yes. That, that is also good. a great, like, <laughs> modern era as an old I mean, that was probably <laughs> oof, a while ago. So. Yeah. 10 or something. I was well, going to ballpark 10 as well. Because I didn't, like, even know really about SNL or, like, pay any attention until I went to college and my roommate was, like, obsessed with really? Will Ferrell. Or, yeah, like my uh, yeah. friend. That actually, you might know her. Well, sort of, not really. But she's another South Carolina girl. Okay. She didn't go to Furman, obviously. She went to she went Charleston. She went to CFC. But she, like, <laughs> might, she didn't do governor's school. You were, because you went to the governor's school. For science and math. For science and math. I, for two years. My junior and senior year. Did we ever talk about Mary Borvica? Mm, then, mm, she would have been there for drama. Oh, see, different schools. Oh, those are different schools. I did not know. Yeah, those. the Governor's School for Arts and Humanities is that what you're? Yes, that's is what in I'm to. Greenville, South Carolina, which is where Furman is. Okay. So every once in a while, I still have some crossover. Oh. And just sense. like South Carolina, can become a small circle yeah, when you really like quick. know someone specifically yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't um, realize that the two governor's schools were different. The one for math and science is in Hartsville, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. It's by Coker College. It used to be on Coker College's campus. I know exactly where that is. We used to play games in Hartsville. And my, this is not interesting to any, not yes, even it is. to you, but yes, my childhood friend is now like the director of residence life at Coker College. No way. Yeah. I think, I don't want to give her the wrong title, but she's something She works in res now. life? Yeah, and she might have, but uh, yeah, I think What's she's her like name? Whitney Watts. Um, anyone? She was a softball player in high school. You played what kind of games in oh. Hartsville? <laughs> I, uh, w- I, well, basketball and volleyball. I think we went for. <laughs> I, I hope we played them in those two sports. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guest today is Mecklen Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> I knew as soon as I asked the question <laughs> that you like pick up on why. I, <laughs> I also probably had like shit eat your face on like. <laughs> So, <laughs> what kind of games were them? <laughs> I also like calling them games. Oh, yeah. Well, games. They would be games. Basketball games. Yeah, yeah. Basketball games. Yeah. Basketball matches. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a few matches up there. Basketball matches. And they went pretty well. I'm, ex- I'm an expert on basketball, and I'm here to talk about all the matches that I played. I'm an expert on basketball. Would you say, um, so you said, like, basketball skills. Yes. So. So. <sighs> what does that mean? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> no, is there like a better 
I don't think basketball just... fundamental. So fundamentals. fundamentals. Love it. The fundam- fundamentals, fundamentals of basketball. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I was looking for. Yay, we found it. And thank you so much for having me. That was uh, great. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> good banter at the top is that what you're <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the end? <laughs> I thought it was just like you banter until thank we you finally so reveal what this person is an expert <laughs> on. Fundamentals of basketball. <laughs> and six minutes, we're out. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. <laughs> quick shot. <laughs> What's well, the origin of your love for the fundamentals of basketball? Well, oh, origin of my love. Um, I think that I just, like, spent so much time around it. Like, well, all summer, like, every summer as a kid was, like, just spent at basketball camps. Either Uh, sort of doing them or just hanging around them. Because? Uh, Well, my dad was a coach when I was growing up. That's what I thought. That was why I asked the leading question. Because (laughs) Because my parents just put me in these camps. No, 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 no. (laughs) They uh, didn't want me around. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to get. But even like friends of the family, like were coaches as well. I guess. So I'd, I. I mean, I would think camp. that would come naturally as uh, that being such a like integrated part of your dad's life and your family and everything that the people that you would continue to associate <laughs> with are like other people in that field. Yes. Yeah. If it could be, yeah, if it's a field. Yeah, sure. We'll call it a field. Yeah, I think. It's or a court. <laughs> Hey, now we're cooking. <laughs> now we're cooking with gas, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I said, I, said uh, I was buying something the other day, and I said aggressively, like with gusto, when we were like finishing it up, I was like, "Now we're cooking with oil." <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely the wrong expression. And I was what, what were you buying? I was buying a frame. It was at an art supply store. <laughs> I wish it had been like a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> that was actually buying oil. Yeah. That would actually have been be a, go- a I'm good gonna joke. I'm going to actually try to file that away and like do yeah. that. <laughs> now we're cooking with oil, or we will be when I get home and fry these vegetables. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I do love interacting with retail people in a like atypical way. You know what I mean? Yes. I talk about an actual passion of mine. (laughs) Well, if I actually... Side of me, I Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I want to tell you this. When you asked me to to do this, I like you, I I think I had a nervous breakdown. I was like, <laughs> you I, did I, seem I, stressed I, out about <laughs> it. When we were talking about it for scheduling. I was like, I'm literally not an expert on anything. You don't have to be. Yeah. And then I was like, also, when you're like, well, just what are you passionate about? Then I was like, okay, and and also I seem to have no passions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or they would just be like, I would be like just racking my brain for like what I'm passionate about, and the thing that I would come up with is like. I really just really prefer my water to be room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> or like something I was just like, <laughs> like That's so I just love a good conversation with someone working in the service industry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, you just feel like, I, hey, like I'm good at that. I just also the person that thinks they're probably really good at interacting with service industry people. I probably am actually really bad they hate at it. it. Yeah, I don't think that can be true because I know you as a person and a friend, and <laughs> I am trying to put myself. I mean, this is me. Granted, I know I can't speak for everyone working in the industry. <laughs> But also, yeah, <laughs> service industry people, like, they're different breeds. Yeah, I, I, like, worked in that industry for a long time myself. See, I think that's why you have that desire is because oh, you're trying to, like, 
people of the world. Spice up your life. <laughs> every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I love, I think it shows a gusto for life. Oh. By finding small things to be passionate about. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't think it should be a thing that you think down about yourself. Oh. God, this is great. <laughs> also, um, before I s- before I swing it back to basketball, because I okay. promise I'm going to. Okay. Um, this brings me to um, talk about a conversation that I've had with you before that I don't know if you would remember, oh. but you told me that um, one of the reasons that, um, like, oftentimes men will end up in a situation uh, professionally or otherwise <gasps> that they're not qualified for. Yes, I love this. And <laughs> women are less likely to end up in that kind of situation because they don't like to be untrue about what their actual like qualifications are. And I was fascinated by it. I feel like I've even talked about it on the podcast in another episode before, because I think about it all the time. Yeah. That there was actually, there's just a study done and it was on women that run for political office. Cool. And it was like, women will not run or like, you know, the majority, you know, studied all these vast majority ran, yeah, 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 are, yeah. are over, like extremely overqualified by the time they run for political office. But uh, men will all the time, or not, you know, m- much m- more, more often run without the qualifications. Just be like, I'm, and I think it's like, you know, it goes back to like maybe the difference how we raise men and women differently, yes. and yada yada. But then there's also this sort of uh, another sort of theory about women that I feel like my mom will talk about a lot is that we feel like we are imposters. Yeah. We are we are like, oh, I'm in this thing and people don't know that I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I have like da, da, da. but I think that whenever I sort of am like, I know nothing or whatever, I'm like trying to check myself uh, yeah. against that sort That's of the like, exact reason I brought yeah. it up is because I was like I think it's so funny that um, you know, I think I think most people, especially ones who are willing to, like you said, like check themselves in terms of checking whether they're being honest about their actual abilities or, well, I guess that encompasses everything, being honest in the sense that you know enough or being honest in the sense that you don't know enough. Um, I think there are inherent fears there, but it's also, like you said, so telling about the way we raise um, and the way that society... Yes, yeah, not to blame, like, the parents or something. No, yeah, (laughs) like, I think there's so many, so much to be said for, like, um women and minorities and things like that that like society has become so like downtrodden of yeah, that we are, like and, like we just sort of are you know subconsciously eating that all the time yeah. that it's what we put out i even like find that like tr- i don't know this is like sort of related but like whenever i'm like thinking of comedy ideas or characters it is always default pronoun he I'm like, really? Oh, yes, I'm like, oh, fascinating. He, he, if it's ever something, and I'm like, oh, and I just always have to like retroactively be like, oh, that that character is funny, and it can be a girl. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, which is like that's hilarious. Cra- like, that is that's almost embarrassing to admit, but no, I think it's fascinating. I think that we just are programmed to think in he a lot more. I think so too. Well, I'm glad because <laughs> I think that factors into this whole conversation. So I wanted to like get it out at the top, especially right after you had been honest about like. <laughs> feeling like you were underqualified which i think is like silly and made me want to like bring up that we had this really interesting conversation before dope okay spent a lot of time around basketball camps yeah yeah a lot of time like watching i guess like watching fundamentals being taught like 
uh, watching people teach people how to pass a basketball the right way, how to shoot the right way, how to play defense, like fun, like skillful, like the correct uh-huh. <laughs> form of doing all of uh-huh. all of these things. I, yeah, just like a lot of time watching that. Where did your dad coach? Um, my dad, well, he coached at a, like a different, a bunch of different places, like throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Let's think back. Um, when I was born, he was still a high school basketball coach. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's more. I was more curious of like level oh uh, yeah. than anything else. But go through oh the good. yeah. So run the gamut. Much easier. Um, yeah, high school basketball coach like for the beginning, and then I uh, became like a um, Division One assistant coach. Wow. And then was a uh, Division One head coach for an amount of time, like when I was in high school. Cool. And then kind of went back to Division One assisting. And all in this in South Carolina? No. Yeah, Ooh. all around. So South Carolina, we just lived there for like my seventh grade through high school. Okay. And then I went to college in South Carolina as well. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that's so interesting. So were the, 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 uh, camps usually like, um, held wherever he was coaching, but not necessarily for like that level, like high school camps, kids camps. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, camps would always be, so there's all different kind of like, cam- like not all different kinds, but mm-hmm. there'd be like team camps that I would like be around a lot. Yeah. And those are just like where teams come in, high school teams would come in and play each other. Like, and they would be, it would be hosted by a college. Uh-huh. Um, then there's like just day camps, which I spent a lot of time around, which would be like at, my dad might run a camp like with a couple with a friend of his like at a, at a school like that was for happening for a few years or like I would just be hanging out at my dad's friend's camp for like a lot of weeks in the summer first as a camper then later as a counselor yeah and that would just like be a day camp for a bunch of kids so it's like you know day camp basketball day camp so it's like skills then you play games then you like have a speaker come in I guess right or you know those sort of things and then sleepaway camps or what do you call it? yeah away yeah. camps yeah be those so that's three so yeah. <laughs> There's three varietals of basketball camps. Um. You're joking, but like, <laughs> it is when that is something that you grow up with so closely and something that you're around so much. Um, I I would imagine that that would be like what you associate with summer. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yes. It's like it is so weird not to spend my whole summer like working camps or being at a camp. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess it's not weird anymore. <laughs> now it's been 10 years or uh, 7 years, I guess. But still, yeah. I that something's so ingra- I mean, I still feel similarly and I did like community theater every summer. You know, and oh, I like that was how I like <laughs> <laughs> got into performing originally. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's like where and I s- I totally feel like one of the, I almost didn't go to the governor's school for science and math because I would have to miss at least one summer of doing community theater. And that's so specifically like nerdy. (laughs) That's actually really like, okay. So I want to know like what plays you did. I've heard you say before that, or no, I just, I've heard that you played young boys a lot. Like, yes, yes. Which is funny i feel like i can't remember if we've had yeah i don't know what the origin of that like knowledge or conversation <laughs> would be but yeah i talk about it a decent amount so that doesn't surprise me <laughs> i got cross cast a lot oh cast uh, what a great phrase mm-hmm. um, I, like I think i still do from time to time especially in terms of like 
kind of like you were saying before, I guess, if like a character doesn't necessarily need to be male, I feel like it's one that I might oh. end up in. That is what I want. The f- well, because what is this movie that's coming out with Sarah or not Sarah? Uh, she's the woman from Speed. A famous a big, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I call her Sarah, but it's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> but they say that she's starring in that new Only movie. Her that friends call her that. My brand. <laughs> All her friends call her Sarah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like the, our brand is in trouble or something. That's not the Ooh. title. But they say that it was a part written for a man, and then she was just cast. Oh, that, and I think that is how you can write good characters for women, maybe. Or is that uh, maybe? I don't think that. That's actually maybe not what I mean. No. That's one way to get there, maybe. I don't think that's... I don't think you should feel bad for vocalizing that desire or that, like, entry point, especially if you admittedly, like, have to correct your thinking about that, even when you're writing things for yourself. Yeah. I think that's just another, like... Yeah, I mean, I know that um, I've heard this, again, like, I've heard this similar conversation in uh, the world of writing for people of color as well. Like, why not just, like, write characters in a strong, um, like, interesting way and then cast it however, like, the right person suits the part, not necessarily thinking of, like, oh, this character's played by a white dude. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, maybe someone else comes in and just, like, blows you away and it makes you think about the character differently and the actor differently and all that. <laughs> I mean, the danger of that is that, like, it's still you're still writing a bunch of parts for white dudes, you know, like yeah. potentially. Yeah, because I think by saying that, it makes it seem as if like there aren't incredible women that exist out there that we could just write about, or yes. like everyone has experience with like an unbelievable, <laughs> yeah, know, human that is a woman. You yeah. Know? yeah. So it just seems like oh, are the only way to yeah that yeah is just maybe the way to help because a lot of the more writers opportunities are men or whatever yes. so to help them write. Right. More fully fleshed female characters. Maybe that's would be an to entry not point. Think about it in terms way. of genders. Maybe. Yes, I don't know. I agree with you. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think that either of us. I mean, we're also women talking like cr- women who write and play and are creative. Yeah, very like talking creative. about our own. <laughs> 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 uh, Mary no. Beth had just made an obscene gesture. <laughs> <laughs> But that can stay in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking about a thing that we're a part of. It's not like we're on the... Uh, it's, I think we have permission to talk about it however we want, you know? <laughs> and fuck having permission. <laughs> it comes... We don't stuff need <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, what, yeah, like, what is the difference between, like, being polite and also being being a good person or when people stop being polite and start being real (laughs) (laughs) uh cool oh uh do you actually want to know plays that i did let's okay Okay, let's go back and forth absolutely (laughs) and the answer is (laughs) i'm also like so incredibly jealous because i like auditioned (laughs) for community plays as a kid and i like never got parts really yes and i I think it was because i was actually a very bad actress (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine, like, and that's genuine. I think you're so funny and that's why such I'm a here. good performer. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, when you're a kid, I think I was just, like, uncomfortable or something. Sure. Yeah. I remember auditioning for Helen it. Keller. And they were, like, they were like act, In the miracle act worker. blind or something. And I was like, this is humiliating. And I'm like, I'm like this is so dumb. I think, like, I was, like. I, you were too cool? Uh, yes. I think it was, like, a little bit, like, earnestness was sort of, like, 
I, I was like felt uncomfortable with it. Or something. I, Interesting. I that's really true, but I was like. Whereas I think I was such a little weirdo that I was like, <laughs> yes, let me get into character. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that is cool. Wait, okay, so give me I the wanna, plays and the parts. I want to play, I want to do a game where we like trade off. I'll tell you something about um, a play and a part that I was. Okay. And you tell me something about like, um, like a fundamental pass or like, okay, I, you, okay. like pick a like, or yeah is that a good thing like i think that sounds fantastic okay okay cool <laughs> <It'll be> like, <laughs> we'll pass the ball back and forth if As you will Ew, a bounce pass <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> actually that inspires that'll be one of the first things to talk about okay you start <laughs> oh okay yep. okay so when you're when, you, when you're passing if you're going to do a bounce pass there's a very spe- well first of all if you're passing the ball you need of course you use two hands when you pass a lot of you'll, you might sometimes occasionally in a game scenario you will sort of pass one hand maybe like around a defensive player but and and like if you're experienced right we're talking fundamentals we're talking fundamentals which are so important <laughs> and i don't think they're taught as much as they need to be really? taught uh yes uh, yeah i think especially like yeah, in high schools and stuff, I think people, like, in high school basketball, co- I'm just going to critique the nation's high school basketball. I coaches. love it. This is amazing. I have no idea off also, but I think it's sometimes it's something that I've seen is that people will assume, okay, you're on the high school basketball team now. This is high school basketball. We're not teaching fundamentals anymore. We're just, you know, doing We're scrimmages. Teach plays yeah. and scrimmages, yeah. No, but fundamentals are always so important. You always need to be working on those. Um, I love this. <laughs> and, okay. Two-hand pass. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, you want two hands when you pass, and you want to be kind of holding, you know, the ball, like, at, you know, six and nine. No, no, three and nine. Three and okay, nine. Three and yes. nine. And then you, you should be – your thumbs should be rotating all the way around. So, while you pass, because you want to have good backspin on the pass. So, your thumbs should start – sort of facing you this is difficult to describe physically. you're doing an amazing and job you kind of flip your even hands. though i'm looking at your hands <laughs> i can still tell what you're talking about your hands need to your thumbs need to flip all the way down and your both hands need to rotate out so your palms are facing so outwards your palms are facing out when you complete a pass great pass is always faster than a dribble also Ooh, love that okay now play. okay my <laughs> community theater debut Alice in Wonderland, oh. two of hearts. Oh. One line. <laughs> one of the other cards said, I would like to play croquet. I said, me too, me too. <laughs> my brother got cast as the Mad Hatter. He was five years my elder. I was four. He was nine. This begins. You were four. And do you remember doing that, saying that line? Not really, no. Oh, okay, okay. I, I don't. Is it just me, or do you, does anyone have, like, actual memories of being a child at this point in their lives? Absolutely not. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Nothing. <laughs> like, little. if things hadn't been told, <laughs> if, the, if I didn't have, like, at this point, looking back at my memories, quote-unquote, as a child, is, like, reading a Wikipedia about my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, I did do this. I know. that sheet. Like, I can kind of remember we played a lot of cards. Okay. Oh, yeah. In backstage, I learned how to play, like, speed and Egyptian <gasps> rat race or... I love speed. Rat screw. Or oh, they call it rat screw. Whatever you... I feel like Older. there's a lot of... <laughs> earth. ERF. Oh, ERF. Um, 
that's that's my okay so that was the first one and this was your brother is it just you and your brother and your family yeah um that definitely started a pattern of combined with the fact that there were more women auditioning for those plays and more male roles <laughs> topical for this yeah. conversation already <laughs> Uh, my brother would get cast in more major roles than I was traditionally, and he was older than I was. So, like, there are all these factors that I make sure to bring up to have people not assume that my brother was this much better of an actor than I was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we both were, like, we both had fun. We're pretty good at it, I think, but it was just the nature of, like, the shows. Yeah, more male parts and more female kids yeah female kids is that the scientific term <laughs> female kids female kids are we don't ch- use the word girls anymore oh, yeah. girls more young girls are interested in that or men are maybe sh- young male kids are maybe shamed away from being interested yes in movie theater. precisely i think that's hits the nail on the head oh. whereas more women are encouraged to be like singers <laughs> and dancers <laughs> and uh which is kind of ironic Maybe it's because, like, oh, I don't want to listen to you here, but maybe if you were, like, doing something impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas men, it's like, ah, yes, I'll pay attention to anything you do. (laughs) It doesn't have to be rehearsed or learned. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas women are, you have to be (laughs) very, someone else has to be writing what you're saying. If I'm going to be listening, it needs to be a final product. Um, (laughs) Wait, so does your brother still do theater stuff or anything like Not that? really, no. Oh, cool. Our, um, this is also topical for this entire conversation. Uh, our paths in life slightly, like, diverged when I – he applied to the same school that I went to, the Governor's School for Science and Math, but he did not go. And then five years later, I went. And I think as a result of that, we had, like, different entries yeah. into college. We both went to Furman. Oh. He was, he left the year before I got there because he was five years older than I was. Finished in four years. Impressive. Um, he got two degrees in five and a half years from Furman and Georgia Tech. He's very. Lord, have mercy. He's very smart and very successful. <laughs> I, on the other hand, Are went into college going, ah, shucks. <laughs> uh, went into college with like a little bit of. Like, kind of already being a little burnt out on the, like, academics. And also, like, knowing a little better how to approach college academics. And was like, okay, I got this part. I'm going to go do stuff at the theater. (laughs) Like, (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I'm really, really glad that's the way it played out. Like, obviously, I'm very happy with what I do here and, you know, what I got my degree in and everything. Like, uh, but I do think that that, like that factor kind of made us enter Furman with different goals and, uh, like, desires for what we wanted to get out of the college experience. Yeah. Well, I think, like, that seems to me is that you were, like, you had more of an awareness about what you wanted to do and you were sort of, like, following your passions, whereas I might have been a little bit more like your brother in college, which is, like, I will do whatever work you put in front of me. I'll yeah. Just, I'll just do the work. I'm just going to do, do, do the work. And mm-hmm. I'm, like... Later is when I'm going to start to really think about what I'm interested in or Mm -hmm. something. What was your major? Political science. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I was interested in that. Yeah. I mean, and I was interested in chemistry. um, And my brother went to school for engineering, which 
part of the reason why he has two degrees. He has a physics degree and a mechanical engineering degree. But, yeah, I mean, he went in with that as a goal. He also continued to do marching band throughout his high school experience and into college, whereas when I went to the governor's school, they didn't have really a band program. sports at the governor's school? They do have sports, but not football. So I played soccer and actually basketball. Did I know that? Maybe, but I did play varsity basketball my junior and senior year. No big deal. At a math and science school. <laughs> Which so is pretty good. We're, I mean, it's what, like you, being in the improv group at MIT. Is it? No. It's no. like being. Uh, what, what's a good Yeah, analogy? that was a bad analogy. Let's get one. That's good. Look, okay. So MIT, let's stick with that because in MIT, the, the, the stereotype of MIT is. But MIT. it's already like a math and science analogy. So we got to get Maybe away it's from not. That. I think that's the problem. So being on the basketball team at a math and science high school mm-hmm. is sort of like. You know, what's a big uh, being on? Uh, it's like sort of a, a sexy, cool thing. Um, being in a fraternity at Clown College. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, is that, that I think that's literally perfect. I don't think we could have come up with anything. <laughs> cool. I think, but like, but going to governor school and not doing marching band and that kind of like leaving my life and it not being something that I was as into as my brother was I think um I kept up with doing drama and um did one play or two plays while I was there in uh, high school or college in high school what plays were in high school? um I was in the mousetrap scene the like play within a play in Hamlet oh. my junior year I wasn't in the drama class so I didn't get to audition for one of the like main roles so i filled out the cast but it was really fun and i really liked a lot of the people that were in the show and then my senior year um the big main production was a streetcar named desire and i was really pissed off that i didn't get cast in it (laughs) especially because my the guy that i was dating at the time was cast as stanley and so we like didn't get to act together and i and we were both in the drama class so i thought Ah. that was like my year you know yes but i think it was the right call and i think it was a blessing in disguise because uh, we decided to do a second play that was like on a smaller scale called five women wearing the same dress it was written by alan ball who also wrote um, I think it was the showrunner for Six Feet Under. Oh, really? So it was like pretty dark, weird show oh, cool. about these bridesmaids at a wedding. And our drama teacher was like so edgy and cool. <laughs> and so he had to go through and like edit the show so that it was high school appropriate. Oh, jeez. And we got the, like, also very cool, not in a, like, edgy, hip way like he was. Like, his name was Dr. Flanagan. Everyone just called him Flanagan. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Flanagan. Or, like, I jokingly would call him Flanny, but he hated it. <laughs> uh, but he was, like, young. And, like, picture, like, a really young um, Alan Rickman. Ooh, um, um, okay, Alan Rickman. Mm. Snape. Snape. Yes, there, there we go. <laughs> He's pretty young to me, but even younger. Yes. So, uh, but we got the like cool old school history teacher who's um, Dr. Hendricks, who's like one of the best teachers I'd ever had. She was the head of the um, Dr. Hendricks um, humanities department. And she read his like edit of the play to like approve it. And she was so cool and like liberal and chill that she was like, oh yeah, like 
go right ahead. Maybe take out a couple of these, like, fucks, but, <laughs> um, yep, looks good. And so I played this character named Georgianne, and she was, like, very sad and complicated, and the whole play was just five women, um, and one dude who came in at the very end who was, like, I think the groom or the groom, one of the groomsmen, um, and just had a conversation, a scene with one of the women, but it was basically all f- five of us, like, for the whole play, so it was, like... Nice awesome really cool and like i got a lot of like really high compliments on it at a time where i don't think i was expecting it or like that that was really as important to me then as it is now yeah and looking back i think it was actually like relatively formative i was like oh this was so fun and i can do this with people who are like my peers not just like children's theater shows you know yeah just the randoms from the town Right, right, yes, like in small town South Carolina, it was like other smart, nerdy kids, and yeah, it was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Um, I told, I told two, I told two plays that I've <laughs> actually three plays that I've done. So, well, I wanted to say when you were saying that, I was thinking my like following a sibling and like mm-hmm. my brother has said to me like since high school is like and he was like i actually made a decision to do everything opposite of you really <laughs> yeah. he's younger than you yeah where do you fall in the i'm the oldest of and three. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. so sweet. yeah very sweet but he was just like like you know you he guys specifically talked about you he was like no 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 I'm specifically doing everything. So, different. like, was he into basketball at all? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, and also talking about, like, competition. Like, yeah. It, it, like, my brothers got better than me so quickly. That was such, mm-hmm. such a disappointment. And I, w- I, they would never hear me say that. Actually, it's really funny that I just they would, like, I would, like, never admit it. Kind yeah, of sure, sure. Growing up. But they just, like. How could you? Yeah. <laughs> you can't. No. But they just got so big, you know? Yeah. And it becomes about, like, physicality. You know, sure. not that you have to be no. big to play basketball. Yeah, Muggsy Bugs. Exactly. Very tiny. Five foot five sounds right yeah maybe shorter than that uh isaiah thomas also very tiny also i have a crazy story about isaiah thomas please kind of a creep um oh oh yeah it's kind of a creepy story and maybe we'll tell it off okay i don't want to slander you don't want to put isaiah thomas (laughs) on blast (laughs) well the 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 knicks used to at college of charleston that's where they would do their camp before or what do you call yeah their camp before the season they would like come there and just use that facility Uh uh-huh so all the knicks players would be like around college of charleston like in the a little bit in the was it spring or fall they wouldn't live in the dorms <laughs> in the dorms that would be crazy that but they would, would be just crazy. be like using the facilities and they'd be around so gotcha. there's just the story of isaiah thomas being sort of around because he was coaching in the knicks at that time or uh, was on the staff of the knicks. okay and he's just sort of a creep and there's like some stories about him being on campus and doing creepy things cool um <laughs> gonna need those specifics off mic <laughs> to go in the personal um not mbsing just mbs uh <laughs> files uh, I don't even really, like, I'm only remotely aware of Isaiah Thomas as, like, an athlete in person, so it's really just a good goss. Yeah, good goss. <laughs> um, uh, I'm regretting that we drank these sodas a little bit because I keep on feeling like you have to burp. A little gassy? <laughs> yeah. I, there is a lot of LaCroix in the office, so that's usually what I drink, and I need to stop doing because it just, like, <laughs> puts such unnecessary carbonation in my body. But you know what? Girls burp. What's <laughs> another? <laughs> what's another fun demental that you can teach us? I like where you put the emphasis on that. <laughs> it was purposeful. <laughs> um, okay, so what can we talk about? <laughs> oh, that's I'm trying to find somewhere to put this label because I think that'd be. 
Oh, yeah. Fun. Is it, but maybe not mental. <laughs> uh, uh, another, well, we can talk about shooting a little bit. Yes. Shooting? Please. So. Was never a good one. Try, <laughs> never a good shooter. Are you left-handed or right-handed? good at basketball but you were on a varsity you were on the varsity team how much how much how many minutes did you get i saw a decent amount of time my senior year i think i don't think i saw two i was definitely like not a first stringer my my junior year but i was like first ish string my my second year that's awesome we weren't very good do you do you remember your record oh I think we won out of both of those seasons combined, three games. <laughs> Not bad. Those are three big Maybe wins. Maybe four, like <laughs> tops five. <laughs> we were awful. Yeah, I, I, awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't like remember. I I feel like that's what makes me like less of a true like hooper or whatever because I couldn't like tell you my record, our no. record from any year of playing. Like I wasn't like. That makes me feel like I'm, like, well, not a true competitor or something. I think no. I was, like, on the court. But, like, do people, like, remember, like, oh, yeah, my junior year, we went 7-5. and five, We went to the play. Or I think you only really remember it if you're really good. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if it factors into, like, getting into the playoffs, going yeah, we to the were championship. Undefeated and then we went. Yeah, yeah, like, we lost two games. And then we got to rematch with one of the people who beat us in the playoffs. Like, I remember we were much better at soccer. We had a really good soccer team. I played on the men's team. We Wait, really? We didn't have enough women to field a all women team, oh, so there cool. were like four or five women on the guys team. It wasn't unique for our level. Oh, for your league or mm-hmm. your conference or what would they mm-hmm. call it then? Conf- conference division, division, I guess. Uh, it was small enough schools that like that wasn't uncommon, but we also played a lot of teams who didn't have any any women on them. So, yeah, it was cool. That is cool. I played a lot of soccer. I The only time I ever played soccer on all female teams was my freshman and sophomore year of high school. I played soccer all four years. Oh. God, soccer's... I like... I never played soccer, but I do think it's, like, a uh, fun sport. <laughs> I think I'm much better at soccer than I am at, at basketball. What are some fun... Oh, yeah. Fundamentals of shooting. Okay, so fundamentals of shooting. So, I'm trying to think if I were, like, giving, like, a little lecture at camp or something. So you want I here? Well, maybe I'll just do it like how we do it. So yes, um, please. Okay, so you guys, when you shoot, where where do you aim at, at the basket? Where do you where do you aim? The square behind the hoop, the backboard. Yeah. Okay, interesting. If you say that, I say okay. So Mary Beth says we aim at the backboard. So then what I might do is I might just like slam a couple of balls just right at the backboard, and I'd hit the backboard really hard, and then make the ball slam. Like, well, and then I'd be like, okay, so guys, so I hit the backboard. Did I did I score? You guys? You know, no. <laughs> Okay, no, so uh, um, yeah, any other ideas about where we might... Specifically, the square. <laughs> the the square. square on the backboard. Okay, and I'd still... Then maybe I'd really dart it up there, and I'd hit the square, but I'd still make it pop off. Oh. Ooh, that's not working. Um, <laughs> this can, this ricoch- ricochet off the part that's the square and into the hoop. Okay, all right. Well, do we have any other ideas? The hoop. Aim for the hoop. <laughs> aim for the hoop. Okay, aim for the hoop so that I might aim for it. <laughs> hit, the, <laughs> hit, the, hit the hoop. Aim for the rim, kids say, so that you might hit the rim a lot of the time. <laughs> Again. Oh. And, and uh, like, aim for the net. The Going through the net. Then you'd aim for from the, the top. Net. So then you'd, okay, so aim for the air in between. 
yeah. for the air. Mm-hmm. So we need to get more specific. Yeah, so, Air Jordan. <laughs> air Jordan. Yeah, that's a good idea, Air Jordan. <laughs> so that's a you, good idea, Air Jordan. You'd finally get to the point where you're like, you want to aim just over the near rim. You want to aim just over the near just, rim. Wow. I literally don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> so then you'd be like, okay. I've always heard that square on the backboard. Yeah, square. Well, you know, die by the bank, live by, I don't know if that's Live by the thing. bank, die by the bank. No, you yeah, you aim. Can, well, just if you want to, if it's a big shot, room. you want to kiss kiss the glass in the top left or right hand corner, right? Or wow. middle. I don't know. Actually, I, yeah, I or the this. center. Oh, just behind the near rim. Just over the near just rim. Just over the near rim. That's where you want to aim. Uh, shoot. How do I do that, <sighs> Coach Strickland? Great question, and I'm so happy that we only had one. We only have one counselor this year, <laughs> or one camper and one counselor, a one-on-one. It was an underwhelming sign-up par- process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you want to have one hand behind the ball, one hand beside the ball, and so it's sort of like a rocket. So that would Ooh. be a good way of talking about. It. Yeah. So like. You want to like so in Cape Canaveral. Yes, exactly. Oh, it's still. You see the one the rocket goes off, but then the other stuff, the scaffolding and stuff, falls, falls away. away, right? So, wow. because you, you really shoot with one hand. And which which handed are you? I'm Coach handed. Are you, what hand are you? I'm right handed. Okay, so you we need to work on that. So we'll go ahead and get try to get you left handed by the end of the. Is that a <laughs> advantage? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Oh no, not at all. I don't think. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe because people will. I think it is because sometimes advantage. for pitchers in baseball, and sometimes southpaw. hitting too, um, yeah. like they'll try to oh southpaw yes, uh, <laughs> they'll try to like purposefully teach that to kids when they're young because it is like sometimes m- it's harder to find people who are good at that batting from the other side and pitching from the other side. Yeah. So like, it's a challenge because it's not what everyone sees right most of the time. Right, 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 and it's like a more sp- specific skill oh that's cool yeah yeah and basketball it's an advantage too because people will square you up as if all the time as if you're right handed -handed. and you can maybe the the first time just like (laughs) burn them baby (laughs) (laughs) unless they're watching the tapes yeah unless their coach is like hey this guy is or this guy or gal did you ever watch tapes yes oh my god i'm so that is such a like horror memory really high school yes we used to have to watch game tape like all the time i hated watching game tape because when you watch yourself as i think a high school girl it's hard i can't imagine and it's like you know you god and you're wearing these you just all you're not watching the basketball you're just like i look fat or yes and and and, (laughs) it's like and you're used to watching uh Uh, like college males oh. so you're like oh i look we nothing look like that yeah, yeah. and Gosh, it's like that's so funny it was so bad it was so bad and my coach my for my the beginning part of my high school was i think well-meaning but you know a little bit out of her mind she would compare our statistics to nba statistics so she would literally after our games be like megan you had four f- four or five turnovers maybe six or who, who knows how many a lot yeah. of Penny Hardaway or something. I, don't know, I can't remember. Had that many for the whole season. Had, yeah, exactly. Something like that. And I would come home. Like, I'm more talking about only remembering things because your parents remember them. But, <laughs> uh, my parents say I would come home and I'd be, like, distraught, like, 7th, 8th, ninth grade, 10th uh, grade. Like, I had this and, like, Penny Hardaway had, like, you know. I, 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 so like, my parents would be like, he's a, frustrating. He's a professional 
You can't <laughs> compare yourself to that. So, yeah. Where did you go to high school? I went to Carolina Forest. Do you know forest? Or what um, specific Beach. town is it in? Myrtle Beach. In Myrtle Beach? Yeah. It sounds familiar. I think I have to have known at least, like... Where would you have gone if you didn't go? Lancaster High School. Oh, Lancaster. In Lancaster, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's where I went my freshman and sophomore years. Oh, that's right. Uh, because the governor's school is people from all over the state. I think that's another reason why I can play the, like, name game sometimes, is because I went to school with people from all over South Carolina. I want to play the in-game with you so much more. We should just go to our mute friends on Facebook. Yes. And be like, you know this person? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, yes. And then, yes. I will both <laughs> talk about how we know that person. Maybe send them a friendly message and be on our way. <laughs> there is so much joy in that game. I do it really not is. know why. I don't know why either. But, yeah, like, I remember the first time I ever met Mary Tilden. You know, yes, Mary. I just know who she is. Right, yeah, yeah. to like a fellow person from uh, South Carolina. Oh, I didn't know she was South Carolina. Yeah, oh. uh, she went to USC. Oh. Um, when I first met her, I can't even remember how it happened, but like she found out I was from Lancaster, and she was like, "Oh, do you know Lori Peebles?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking Lancaster, Lancaster. Like, I'm just like going mm-hmm. through my thing. There was a girl that I went to college with, Lindsay something from Lancaster. I think you have asked me if I know this person before and maybe like I know at least who she is or like siblings or something like that. I really know Sarah Harvey though. She was from Columbia. She went to Greer, I think. No. Mm. Darn it. Um, this is not fun for anyone. Do you like dark chocolate raisinets? I do not like either of those. (laughs) (laughs) Raisins. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Get out of (laughs) here. See, that's hilarious to me because I was looking at the (laughs) yuck. Dark chocolate. Get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> I was looking at the candy aisle. The boxes, they were all a dollar. I was like, ooh, time for a treat as well as this salad. <laughs> I want something fruity. No, I want something chocolatey. I want both. Perfect marriage. Wow. That is, well, for what for what you want, that is perfect. <laughs> What's your favorite candy? Reese's. I mean, cups? Yes. Raisinets are by no means my favorite candy. Let me Thank make myself you so much for perfectly clear. <laughs> I am not a grandmother. <laughs> well, I like raisinets. And I um, can't remember the last time I ate raisinets, but for what I wanted, they were perfect. Yeah, a little fruit, a little chocolate. Bada bing, bada boom. I, 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 I say Reese's, but like, I don't know. Heath bar too, maybe. Fuck. But, I love yes. Heath bars. Oh, Heath bars are good. Yes, they're yummy. Fuck. Fuck. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> they are really good. Underrated. Hugely underrated. I, I got to just start <laughs> getting the word out. <laughs> uh, Heath bars are good. But Heath bars, this weird thing happens, like, if you're eating a lot of them in a row. <laughs> like, I'm talking, you know, if you get those packages where they have the minis and you're, yeah. maybe you're, you're going 15. The you're going 16. You're going 15. There's, like, randomly, and this happens with peanuts, too, and I'll where it's like all of a sudden you're like, that one tastes bad. That <laughs> one's like really bad, really off. And I think the only other food that is like that is like your 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 not your twenty seventh peanut might be like, Oh, that is bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there it's like a similar thing and I don't know what I it is. I can't say I've experienced that phenomenon with Heath, but I do know that experience for peanuts. Yes. And boiled peanuts. South Carolina boiled Uniquely peanuts. Southern. Yes, I like boiled peanuts. Love boiled peanuts. They're good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I don't know the second. I think the second play I was in was. Okay, we gotta stay on track. The Pied Piper. I was just a rat. An actual rat. I played a rat. Because the Pied Piper. Yes. Piped all the. But I thought he was kids. He did. I wasn't a kid, though. I was a rat. And the rats go away from the noise? He. Yes, drives them out. He drives the rats out. Kids follow him. Kids follow him, rats go away. Um, Wait, is that yes. really the story of... I, I actually, yes. That's the story of the Pied Piper. Yes. The story of the Pied Piper is that a man plays a flute, children follow him, and rats run away. Yes. What the hell is that? <laughs> What's the metaphor? It's, um, you know, that's a very good question, and one I don't know the answer to, but the basis of this story is that he is ridding the town of Hamlin of vermin, and the children, like, are so enamored by him that they follow so maybe the oh. the there's a little St. Patrick sort of thing. Very St. Patrick. It may have even been inspired by St. Patrick. I don't know uh, by that same story. Uh, okay. And you played a rat, and no lines, just movement. No, but I did have a very scene stealing moment yes. because I was a baby rat. Oh, I bet you were so cute. <laughs> and a bunch of the rats like went across. And I, like, was the last one, and I stopped, and I did, like, a little, I rubbed my <laughs> eye, and I had, like, a diaper on, and I walked out, and all the audience was like, my goodness, <laughs> if that isn't the cutest little rat. Uh, my goodness, I love uh, that reaction. Also, what age it was this? Four was your first, so five? Five. I did it literally every year until... Wow, pumping out one play a summer. I was 13, missed Robin Hood because I went on an Alaskan cruise. Wow. And then... With the family? Yes. For the whole summer? No, but during the play. Oh, so it's like you have to be there. very upset. <sighs> yeah. But I went to Alaska, so it's like, how upset could I be? Well, what a little shit. As a 13-year-old, I mean, how interested were you in Alaska? Um, I was interested in that... <laughs> <laughs> you see a whale? This really paints, yes, like just the the crest, the uh, hump. fin dorsal. The fin, the do- was it a uh, orca? I think so. Um, all I could see was the fin. Um, I almost wanted to talk to you about whales today. Really? Yes. Cool. That's cool that came up. Okay, so wait. so Orcas <laughs> are dolphins. That's right. I'm not an expert, so we're not taking That's that. okay. <laughs> I didn't think of it until I... I wasn't trying to correct I you. Bad. I was just trying to, like, <laughs> offer a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I'm obsessed with orcas. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, cool. and also all whales. So, like, blackfish really hit oh home. Oh, my God. That's the most fascinating part of... Well, blackfish to me is how they talk about their emotional yeah. centers of their brain are so large and bigger than that, you know, corresponding section of the brain in humans. That... Is so I hope I remember that. <laughs> no, that sounds right. Yeah. A couple years after that, I was Baby Roo and Winnie the Pooh. Was that, wait, was this seven? I think so. So, wait, so every summer, so six. Yeah. Okay, so five, four was Alice in Wonderland, P- Pied Piper. Then what was the next one before Baby Roo? <sighs> Do you not remember? I think it was... Sleeping Beauty. I oh. they all get Ro- conflated. 
I'm, that's why I tried to skip to Winnie the Pooh because <laughs> it was like I feel like I should give you the highlights. Yes. All oh, of them yeah, aren't okay. going to be interesting. Well, we'll highlight be the judge reel. of that. Okay, highlight reel: Rue and Winnie the Pooh. Rue and Winnie the Pooh. Why? I think that may Wait. have actually been later than. I think I was older than that. I think my fourth play was Doctor Doolittle. I played two little animals. My brother was my dad. <laughs> he was like a lion, and I was a lion cub. <laughs> so that I, was. Fun. I like imagining young Mary Beth as little animals, <laughs> <laughs> little, little baby rat. Uh, I uh, Doctor Doolittle was definitely when I was younger than Winnie the Pooh. So maybe Winnie the Pooh's the year after that. Baby Roo also a baby animal. A baby. This from is from your baby animal. animal. Period. Um. Yes. I. Uh, also, in Winnie the Pooh, what is Roo? Kanga. Roo. Kanga. Roo. Kanga duh, duh. was the mom, and Roo is the baby. Kanga and little Roo. Don't know the song, but I remember the show. And most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Laura McCarricker was Kanga. I was Roo. Laura. God, what is, where's, what's she doing now? We're friends on Facebook. She still lives in the Carolinas. She is a big fan of comedy, which is always, like, funny and, like, a breath of fresh air to me to see someone outside of the comedy community, like, talking about going to shows and enjoying comedians and stuff like that. So it's actually, like, cool and fun to be able to, like, know that at that time she was someone that I really looked up to because she was a teenager when I was, like nine oh cool and i was like oh she's so cool and she's my mom in play <laughs> oh awesome and now it's like oh i still think you're cool like yeah. i love that you go to like she goes to dragon con which is like very which is like a nerdy um yeah. you know i know what that is that's like a cosplay thing yes yeah. right but also she's just like frequently goes to comedy shows we listen to a lot of the same podcasts like that's been wait where's dragon con Atlanta, I yes. think. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I, I, I have friends of mine from South Carolina have gone. Go there. Yes. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Same Z's. Yeah. Her and another friend. Uh, I brought up Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Again. Because it <laughs> was the first, I believe this is true. I believe it was the first time I won something that in the community playhouse of Lancaster County we called Rosie Awards. Wait. Was there an award ceremony? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. This is amazing. This this sounds like a Wes Anderson sort of like a thing. <laughs> if in this small town, there's like community theater, a season of community theater. Yes. And then everyone gets dressed up and goes to like the award ceremony at the town in like the, the, the town hall. Yes. This happens. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> to this day. Oh my God. That is so cool. <laughs> and, and like you can see why I like lived for it. Wow. Because it was all these cool people. It was like this nexus of interesting people in this small, like, kind universally kind of crap town. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse. <laughs> so, wait. So, one night, you guys all go to the award ceremony. Yeah. And the weird thing, it would usually fall either on my birthday or very, very close to my birthday. This sounds like idyllic. Like it was awesome. Childhood. I won like, f- like four, I think. You you won four rosies? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is okay. I can't. What an incredible community. 
Yeah. Like that, this is happening. That seems so yeah. weird. And were, did people dress up for the night? And not like and kids are there. Not like Tony Awards dress up or like <laughs> and like that not like too gowns. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, <laughs> but like dresses and like ooh shirts and probably ties. Yeah. And yeah. so you won. Were they just like a Rosie or was it a Rosie for uh, the role? Yeah. So oh. like I know the ones that I can. Oh, I think I remember it. Most of the ones that I got a rosy for. The first one, Baby Roo. Aww. Second, ooh, Crosscast, Scarecrow I love it. in The Wizard of Oz. <gasps> That's the best part in Wizard of Oz. It was very cool. Getting cast was like... The lion or the lion. Such, I wanted to be the, the lion. The lion is the best. I wanted I to be the lion. But Scarecrow... Went, thank you for agreeing. Lion is the best, but... Put him up. The guy... But the guy who played the lion, this kind of goes back to, like, people that I admired that I was working with. He was so fun. And, like, kind of, like, um, picture, like, almost like Danny Groh. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> a younger Danny Groh, but with really long hair. Like, he didn't use a mane. He just oh, had this long so cool. blonde hair and, like, a big beard. So he was perfect for the role and so fun and so full of energy. So it was actually like it worked out, even though I was like, oh, man, if I was going to get cast as a boy, I wish it was the lion. But because you have ha- the perfect hair for it, the lion. As well. Yeah. But like the scarecrow was really cool and it was very empowering to have it be like two women and two men instead of just like one woman and a witch, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the two versions that women are allowed to be yeah, like, beautiful or uh, old and old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, it was like, um, and I had people like, I think I had a really conflicting relationship with like, um, looking back, I don't think I thought about it as much then as I do now, but I think I had a conflicting relationship with like gender roles and things like that kind of as a result of some of that, those things, because oh. like, I remember people coming through the like, procession afterwards like sometimes we would still been be in makeup and costume and sometimes we wouldn't be but like we would always do you know we'd go out and like meet audience members and like thank them for coming and stuff and uh i remember more than one person during that show saying that they didn't realize i was a girl until the curtain call because i would take my hat off and like i had long hair and they'd be like oh my gosh and i think most of the time I would be, I don't know. It's hard to say because yeah. like you said, I don't actually have like memories. I just know these things happened. <laughs> I want to say that I was like flattered. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's like, oh, that's fascinating. That well, because A, it's a compliment to your acting. Yes. Just, I just believe you're the scarecrow really and didn't think. Yes. I think scarecrow. I tried. I think um surface level and like what i tried to tell myself was that it was flattering because of it was a commentary on like or they were commenting on how good my performance was but definitely like internally i was like am i really that bad of a girl like <laughs> that, yeah. is that do really people think that i'm a boy like <sighs> so it was hard yeah, yeah. Oh my, I remember having and that. And for that performance. <laughs> Wait, you won the Rosie. I won the Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> did you give a speech when you won? No, no. People did didn't give speech. Sort of you just go up and you're like, thanks. Thank you. Like, it wasn't really that kind of. We That'd did do presenters, am- but we didn't do. I don't think we really did like speeches. Makes, I mean, not that makes in sense. the traditional sense. Um, <laughs> I wish, like, going back, I was like, I, I wish. Um, third, 
I played, we did a play called Fairy Tale Courtroom. That, and it's a very popular play that all, all of us know. <laughs> it's very much like a school play. Like, oh, okay. It's like, a, oh, these things are inspired by things that everyone knows about, but it's like a safe thing to do without it being like another production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I was a dwarf once. Which one? Ooh, it was like a knockoff stage you don't, version. Because you're not paying for the rights They were something. Sleepy Happy, Grumpy, Dopey, Stacey, Bashful Doc. They were... Wait, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> why did you have that so why were you so able to do that <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot in, of useless <laughs> disney related trivia in here oh sprightly ticklish slowpoke snort gabby sarge gloomy gus sarge <laughs> i was sarge <laughs> sarge is the best of those sarge is the doc oh analogy so sarge, so sarge. doc that so Sarge was actually a more interesting character than Doc was dwarfs. because I got to be in like military accoutrements. And again, people told me they didn't. And this was like, I, I was older were... at that point, but people didn't realize I was a woman. That's fascinating to me that you had the thought, am I a bad girl? Am I like yeah. a bad? Yeah. Like I'm bad at this. That, see, I remember being a kid and having really short hair and people thought I was a boy all the time. And, really? And, and I remember I being that's so one of the mad about it. Why I kept my hair so long. Always. Yeah, I think it was when I... Yes. I got it. Yeah. Because I, I was afraid. Because I didn't dress so that people would be like, oh, like Tig has that <laughs> bit okay. about like, um, she passed a man. This is like a three-year-old bit, but she like passed a man on the street one day who kind of like stared at her and gave her a second glance and then said, oh, <laughs> damn little titties. Because <laughs> he... Oh, my God. Thought... She was a man. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, she's like, this is horrifying on so many levels. Like, oh. he he had all these thoughts to himself that he thought it was okay to say out loud. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought she was a man, but damn little titties. <laughs> no, you didn't need to share Woof. any of that. Nope. Yeah. Woof is right. Woof. W-O-F. Do you feel like there were... Okay, so you touched on this Mm. (coughs) when you were talking about, like, comparing yourself to your brothers. Mm. Yes. Do you feel like there... And and also, uh, when you last had the ball, I feel like every (laughs) time it gets passed back to me, I just keep talking. But you kind of got a lot more juice here with these Uh, two new theaters. It's really good. It's (laughs) precious of you to think this is interesting. (laughs) I, w- I feel like you're just um, enabling me to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> not an enabler. Okay. Uh, and also, in comparison of your own stats to that of a professional male basketball player, Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Was, I paled by comparison. Do you feel like there were a lot of times where you're like, where you thought of basketball in like gendered ways? Because your dad coached major- majority women's teams? No, only men. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I... I don't know why I was just like, That's oh. That's cool that you imagined... Oh, absolutely. I thought it was like women. Oh, that is so women. cool. Yeah. What, that would have been different. A different experience, probably. I'm sure it would have been. Yeah. And then when you mentioned that you had a female coach, at least your like early years... Yeah. ...in high school, um, I did like the opposite. I was like, oh, yeah, women <laughs> coach. <laughs> like, I only have female coaches in high school, actually. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's totally, I think that's accurate. I'm Do you like think more that. women coach women and men coach men? Ooh, I don't know what the statistics are on yeah. that. Do more women coach women and men coach men? I think that there's le- definitely less women coaches in the men's the game overall. than in the women's game. Yeah. But that's sort of changing. There was a, there's a, there's that woman that just got hired to coach the ABA team or something. It was like um, a couple summers ago, maybe. I, I, oh, I, I don't, don't really remember. And I know someone ABA. got hired as a female, like, NFL coach for the first time. But oh, it yeah. was, it, like, wasn't even a f- for the full year, I don't think. It was just, like, a spring training coach or something like that. And it was still the first time a woman had ever been, like, <laughs> it's not a yeah. main coaching <laughs> position at all. And it was still, like, news. <laughs> she, she just works in the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's, that's, like, not an executive And not PR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so I remember... I was like, uh, from the <laughs> Emmys uh, monologue for Andy Samberg, he was saying that it was like the most um, diverse uh, nominated like group of people in Emmy history, and he was like, "This is a huge step forward. I think we can all acknowledge that, but I think we can also all acknowledge that like we still have a long way to go." I mean, I'm sure the managerial staff of the Brooklyn Dodgers when Jackie Robinson became the first (laughs) player of color was like, we have the most diverse lineup we've ever had. And it was such a solid, like it didn't get a very good reception from the audience, but it was a really stellar joke. And like, that's what it makes me think of. (laughs) We are very diverse. We have one thing is different. (laughs) Most diverse of all time. Got one. <laughs> Got one. Got one. That should be the slogan. Got one. <laughs> the new rules is like everyone just needs to have one, either woman or minority. And then you're good. Well, okay. So we grew up in, so I remember being a kid and there's just NBA. And mm-hmm. I would always say, I was like a very delusional kid, but I would always say I will be the first woman in the NBA. <gasps> no, I don't think that's delusional. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I would always say that. And then the WNBA got created and I was sort of like, yeah, well, I still want to be the still first woman in the NBA. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, not really. That's did you really? Oh, okay. Well, I just remember I going to the had. WNBA games and there being like no one there and it being like, oh, this isn't, no one cares about this. <laughs> you know, but. What games would cool. you go to? That I, got, I remember going to Mystics games growing up. Where is that? That's in D.C. Okay. Yeah, Washington Mystics. Ooh, Mystics. they love those. Funny that in such a political town, they love like. Wizards, what? mystics. Yeah, well, because the Washington Wizards used to be the Bullets, ooh, which was bad because there's just it was like uh, DC was like sort of like Chicago's South Side. Lot yes, of, so it was like, oh, like this the, bit, it'd be like the Chicago, the Chicago Bullets, um, Chicago. twenty-two calibers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Chicago shotguns, <laughs> but we do have the fire. Yeah, which is something. Oh that yeah, ravaged us in the city. Rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago Fire is. Like, I never thought about that. It is that, and hilarious. it's the Chicago Fire is the name, and I literally never thought about that. You know those stars that are on the flag. One of them is for the Chicago Fire. Yeah. What are the? Okay, so Chicago I feel like you're going to know this. Yeah. Also, this is also from an episode of MBSing. That's how I knew the whales and orcas thing, or whales oh, and dolphins thing too. Um, the fire, the two World's Fairs. Nineteen oh three and. I don't really know. I just threw that out there. I just know that there were two. Fuck. What's that last one? Oh, because there's just four stars. Yes. Um, Charlie Carroll talked about this. I don't know. 
Ugh. can't remember. It's another... When it was founded or something? I feel like... I want to say it's another, like, tragedy type thing. I can't remember. Um, oh. ugh, it's going to... I'm going to look it up. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, teach me another... Oh, okay. You do have to give so us another So you did... Point. I will... Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll finish your thought first. Um, I don't know if I... About, that. like, women and... Okay, you wanted to be the first woman in the NBA, and then the WNBA started, and you're like, mm, I was sort this of isn't the yeah. same. Yeah, I guess I just sort of noticed it wasn't the same. Uh, but I still, I, it was cool. It was really exciting. Did We're you like, now still we have a follow WNBA. it? Like Cheryl Swoops. Um, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I for sure know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, well, that's why I was actually thinking I was, like, slightly, like, hesitant to call myself an Oh. Uh, that's why I specified expert in the fundamentals of basketball because i think i am certainly like i feel like i could most confidently teach other people about that right but i like don't follow basketball in the sense of i can't really tell you anything about the nba who plays for them same goes i for the w. i mean my knowledge is very like yeah superficial uh, the f- that's fine the and i feel like that's what most of my knowledge is of a lot of things that i'm interested in it's like yeah. only the things that i have focused on for that thing yeah Does that make sense like i probably i know more about like the atlanta braves than i do about baseball as a whole oh yeah like the team i follow is more easier what? for me to like get into do you are you interested in like the stories of sports yes so yeah yeah like the stories of the different athletes and they're yes. sort of yeah for sure um just today, before you got here, I was reading about how um, Papelbon, who used to be a relief, maybe a closer, but definitely a relief pitcher for the Phillies, he got traded to the Washington Nationals, another Washington team, um, at the trade okay. deadline this year, and they have not played very well since then, and he has not helped. Yes! I saw him play a game this summer. Really? Yeah, they lost. And it was like, it was like maybe his, what's his name? Pap- Jonathan Papelbon. P-A-P-E-L-B-O-N. He's yeah. a relief pitcher. So he probably came in after, maybe in like the seventh inning or the eighth inning. And he didn't really. Probably yeah. didn't play well. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't. Oh, so Bryce Harper. Yes. You know who Bryce Harper is? Yeah, he's a big Braves guy. Mm. <laughs> no. He's a, no, he's he was on the Nationals. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> well, I hope. It's okay. I hope my family's listening. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. But like Braves fans do talk about him a lot because they just hate him. They hate so like Bryce that's Harper. it's perfectly all right to like associate him with the Braves because I think he gets talked about a lot because he's a, a douchebag. Um, he's very good, but he just is very like he is not a very good. He's just not a very good sport. I mean, that sounds like simplistic to say, but he will you know pop up a ball and get frustrated and like toss the bat down and like walk to the dugout instead of running it out like he does I hate that stuff awful i i, awful. I, I hate that and yeah. he'll, you know he does like and so you know people will be critical of him for things like that and then and like nationals fans and harper will you know decry like um well if i you know if he did run it out for every ball then people would just critique him for like um, you know, n- playing too hard and like not <laughs> and like stupid, the <laughs> stupidest. But he's like a young guy. He's like twenty one, twenty two, or something. Yes, right? he's young and and stupid and a shithead. 
and and Jonathan Papelbon <laughs> is like kind of old and and stupid and a sh- and oh, a shit shit he's head. also not a great dude or like teammate he's the kind of pitcher who will like plunk a guy to like get back at someone like he's kind of that old school pitcher uh oh, yeah who will do things well, like there's that. that whole culture of that right like yes you, if they hit a guy you get to hit you a guy. hit him back yeah or so yeah weird. so like recent last week sorry this is such a tangent no, but I, lo- I was reading about this i love tangents right before we started <laughs> last week jonathan papabon um plunked um, manny machado because he like hit a homer in the inning before that off of a different pitcher and kind of like admired it you know oh. like a very thing in baseball is like this war between being like cocky and 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 uh celebratory and being like professional and like acting like you've been there before and just playing the game kind of thing so he like hit it and kind of watched it for a little too long maybe and then ran the bases and then he got hit and you know it was very clear that he was hit on purpose Papelbon got ejected and Bryce Harper after the game made a comment like um yeah I just like don't really agree with that kind of move um you know I'll probably get hit tomorrow as a result which has some truth. Wait, he's talking bad about the pitcher on his team. Yes. No, it has to be United Front. Yes. So, like, he definitely, he's an asshole. Yeah. Which is important to note. <laughs> um, so, he, like, said something. And, he I mean, he didn't mention it by name, but he just, like, kind of threw it out there. Like, yeah, I'll probably get hit tomorrow, like, as payback. Because... Like you said, that's, that's like, part of the culture is, like, you hit our guy, we hit yours, and he's the guy who would get hit. Like, he's the name. Cut to this week, Papelbon gives up a game-tying home run, I think, in, like, the seventh inning, and the Nationals are already out of the playoff race, like, very down on their luck, even though they were, like, favorites at the beginning of the season, as they've been for the last three or four years. Harper... Pops up a ball in the next inning. Doesn't run it out. Just pops it up, frustrated, flips his bat, like, walks back to the, like, kind of jogs, catch it, walks back to the dugout. Papelbon, standing by the steps, goes, you should run out that fucking ball. And Harper, who knows what he said, probably like, come at me, bro, like something yeah. idiotic. Papelbon's just, like, reiterates, run out the fucking ball. Just run out the fucking ball. Which, like... He ain't wrong. Yeah, Yeah, like, everyone says shit like that to Harper, and I'm sure that's why it, like, struck a chord. Yeah. And Harper was, like, mouthing back to him, however he was. Like I said, probably come at me, bro. And Pavel (laughs) Vaughn, I'll show you the (laughs) inning of the video. I don't know why I said inning. He, like, goes for his throat. Pavel like, the older guy, like, takes him, kind of, like, throws him against the wall during the game. Like, hand on his throat, like, other hand on his chest, and they're, like, scuffling. Other teammates have to pull them apart. The ESPN headline was, National Embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say that Harper went after. No. That is a surprise. He must have said something. He must have been, like, inflammatory. Yeah. I would not not be surprised. That's interesting. It's like, I feel like it was just like two dudes who are frustrated about the situation. Both just like mouthing off at one another. (sighs) 
And wow. Then, that is embarrassing. So embarrassing. So glad that's not my house. <laughs> so glad and by my house, I mean your Braves Club house. <laughs> Where you live. <laughs> Where I live. Okay, so are they having a good season? No, terrible. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Rebuild. Rebuild. Nobody in our clubhouse is literally getting in fistfights with one another, so I think we'll be fine. Um, Bit of a day. <laughs> bit of a dick oh uh, remember the other night at um the fishbowl when i was saying that woman was probably just mad because the phillies are so bad the phillies are the only team in our division worse than we are like that's what why i'm like i think that's if maybe the phillies and the marlins but phillies are just garbage and the braves did not have a good season by any means and the phillies did worse than we did Woof. A philly fanatic is a cool uh is a very cool What's mascot. Your favorite basketball mascot? Ooh, golly, I don't know. Um, basketball mascot. I mean, I want to say the Bulls, right? Yeah. Not, not that that mascot itself is cool, but in terms of like a mascot that I've been wearing for a long time. Like, okay. We we grew up in the eighties, nineties. Yeah. Bulls were like the it, it, team. When I moved here, I was like, it was crazy to me that I was like, oh wow, this is where the Bulls are from. Yeah. That's so funny. I lived in the town the Bulls, like Michael Jordan played here. That's so funny. Yeah, because it did permeate, like, everything. Yeah. In a way that I think now it's more probably, like, the Heat, Lakers. Yeah, I wouldn't. Where's LeBron play right now? Yeah. How about an embarrassing question? Where's LeBron play right now? He's in Cleveland. He's in Cleveland because last year it was the Bulls and Cleveland were against each other in the playoffs. And... That's, that that was a big deal. Yes. Cleveland won. They did win. That's who won the NBA playoffs. Mm. The championship. No, they just no. had playoffs against each other. And then yes. who won the big one? <laughs> the Oklahoma. Oh, those City. guys. Thunder? Uh, yes, the Thunder. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. That's where. Is Kevin Garnett still there? People like that guy. Kevin Garnett. This is. Anything is possible. <laughs> is that right? I, listen, I, 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 we're, I'm out of my depth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I get can back to throw the fundamentals. Fundamentals. That's all that I know. Uh, passing, passing, shooting, shooting, dribbling, dribbling. Ooh, I have a, I have some things to say about dribbling. Please. I think. Well, when you dribble, first things first. You don't want to be an ostrich. What does that mean? <laughs> that head in the head yeah, in the sand. Don't put your head in your sand. You want to look, look up. up. You want to be looking for your teammates. You know, you first. You know, dribbling last resort, baby. <laughs> Pass is faster than the dribble. Don't be a showboat. No dribbling around. You know that you don't. You get nowhere. You want to use the dribble efficiently, smartly. Push the ball ahead of you. <laughs> you know, don't just be dribbling around yourself. Um, also, important thing about dribbling: you want to be as comfortable with your left and your right hand. Ooh, yes, yeah. You want to always work on your offhand. That might be part of this conversation. Yeah. Ways you can do that is uh, dribble. Also, brush your teeth right-handed if you're left-handed. Brush really? Left-handed if you're <laughs> Do, like, non-basketball activities with your non-dominant hand? Yes. What else? Brush your teeth. You know, high-five your friend. Uh, walk the dog <laughs> with the opposite hand. <laughs> just get that strength up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this actually works. This is just, just straight from camp. This really? Is straight from camp. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else about dribbling? I could show you like a thousand dribbling drills. Ball really? handling drills. I bet. I wish we had a ball in here right now. I wish we did too. 
<laughs> um so so much time can you my do life spent doing those sort dri- of drills. dribbling i yeah. feel like that's such a basketball and soccer in a smaller way a lot of soccer players are all about like touches and juggling and things like that just to like be around the ball more yeah. and i feel like that's like the biggest equation to basketball prep yeah always have a ball with you dribbling, dribbling. do you do like dribble dribble use your knee for one dribble oh, yeah. dribble that's kind of yeah, dribble, dribble. Use your knee for one. The classic <laughs> ball handling drill. Dribble, dribble. <laughs> that might be more like and you one show off time. But okay. yeah, that's totally move. I can in one show off time <laughs> when you're playing horse. All right, you have to do two dribbles. Use your knee for one. Two more dribbles. Lay up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the horse that gets really complicated. Did you? You know, d- you, know you did that. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. You gotta. You gotta. All mix it up. Shots, For how much you were playing it? Flamingo. Well, it's a one-footed. Oh. That's a classic. That's more like a beginner. <laughs> so many big birds. <laughs> Don't be an ostrich. Yeah. Show them you could be a flamingo. <laughs> you gotta be a flamingo, not an ostrich. <laughs> There's also kind of that defense, like, all the stuff of, like, you know, you gotta get so comfortable in your defensive stance or your triple threat stance. Which yes. Is, so it's like, you know, eat dinner. Eat dinner without a chair you know um, oh that's so like a wall sit <laughs> yeah but for the length of dinner yeah eat stuff dinner like that chair. Be so comfortable down here walk around like that did you really do that when you were growing up i think i would like try to do it <laughs> for like and five then, minutes. yeah and then my parents would be like just sit down you're just like <laughs> kneeling on the floor <laughs> eating <laughs> no I, I it builds character <laughs> yeah Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Builds character. <sighs> you seem like the kind of kid who like would come home from school and be like, I forgot to do the extra credit problems on my homework, so just gonna no dinner for me tonight. Like <laughs> and your mom's oh like sweetheart, that's a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you actually Jesus that is I say, this is talking about a tangent and I, I maybe I've told you this story before, but tell me if I have, but sort of in that vein, uh-huh. one day we had a health unit, we learned, hey, to be healthy you gotta drink eight glasses of water a day. <laughs> to be healthy you gotta do this. So this is a Friday. I come home. Friday when you're a kid, what do you normally have? Pizza. Pizza night. We had pizza night. I have like twelve slices of pizza because that's what you do as a kid. So I have like all this pizza. And then I like remember like, oh wait, to be healthy you have to have eight glasses of water a day. And I'm like, I wanna be healthy. I wanna be like you know, like so I stand there, I remember standing there at this sink and like you know the size of glasses that you get, that's not like eight <laughs> glasses. Like big. If they're saying like eight eight ounce uh, glasses yes. of water, this is probably like more than eight ounces of water and it's oh, okay yeah so this is half of the glass that i have is eight ounces of water but you were doing like full glasses so, the, so you did like standing 16. at the same yeah I li- i'm like a little step stool i think just like downing the step how old do you think I, you oh, were uh, I, th- th- third or fourth grade so okay. i was like 10 10 probably too old so i'm just like trying to chug this up and it's like one i get down two i get down i remember then it started to get really painful but i'm like i'm like mind over matter like you want to be healthy we learned <laughs> and I, I finally get it all down it was like so then i go sit on the couch eight, eight glasses eight, literally eight full I, glasses. Did it. I like did it i didn't stop then i tried to think so that's eight that's 64 ounces you so you probably drank like 200 maybe like Jesus. 150 ounces of water probably i, I don't know i would ballpark but, yeah eight of those yeah yeah Oh, man. Then i sitting on the couch. There's, like, I, I'm feeling so full. Something's on the TV. The whole family's, like, hanging out. There's, like, water just dri- – literally, I feel full of water. There's watery, water, like, dribbling down, like, just kind of pouring a steady drool. I'd say, like, kind of a steady s- – 
sort of a, almost to the point where it's like a rapid steady drool <laughs> out of my mouth. And then like, I'm like, uh Like there's water still in your mouth. Sort of, it's but it's like, like definitely straightening out the side. And then I throw up a lot violently. In the bathroom. I moved to the bathroom. And that's the day I started to become healthy. <laughs> I knew that's where the story was going, and I still I did throw up. loved everything. <laughs> How much was it? Just was it one of those things where I was like, "Poop! This is this doesn't feel good. I need to get some a lot of this out all at once." And it was just like, Rah. "Yeah." And then you're done. I think that was more. Talk about having like holes in your memory or something. Yeah. I remember sitting on the couch, and I remember like sort of distinctively like the blue carpet that was there. I don't remember the walk to the bathroom. <laughs> But I you do remember out. the I blacked out that. I do remember like looking at the those sort of watery pizza vomits. Sorry. That's, that's okay. And being like, whoa, that's <laughs> Yep, that's what that is. God, that's so funny to me. That's gross. Um my third rosie was for fairy tale court. I love that you got these rosies. Also, do you still have them displayed? And also fairy tale yeah. my house. My parents' house in Lancaster. What was the second question? Do I still have them displayed? Yeah, and uh, but now I think you're going to tell me, but I want to know the role that you played in Fairytale Courtroom. <sighs> I was a defense attorney for the Wicked Witch. Oh, I see what you mean. It combines. And the fun about this production was that, like, the Wicked Witch wasn't necessarily just, like, the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. It was, like, a conglomeration of a bunch of witch characters. So all of the like testimonies were from characters from different plays <laughs> so i got to be this like very i wore like a power suit so and cool. <laughs> was like this very it's one of the first times i can remember playing a character that was like a again it was one of those things where like i don't think it necessarily was written as a male character but it was definitely just like a powerful it ended up being a powerful female character um and just like owning it and i think also one of the other fun things about the play was that we would like take audience like votes for the end of the play oh cool so they would decide who won the trial yeah like guilty or not guilty did you did you win a lot i think i got him off once did you oh, <laughs> <that shaking>? well, <laughs> defense is i mean defense is hard and it's the wicked witch She's i mean wicked as hell you know what? I would argue that you probably didn't have an unbiased jury, a.k.a. Yes. audience. Yes, agreed. It wasn't a jury of her peers. No, wasn't witches. No. <laughs> but I did. I think it was one time. Thank That's you for cool. the handshake. Anytime. I love shaking hands. But, yeah, so I went for that. And then my last one, if I remember correctly, was... Uh, had it before... Which ones did I already say? We got Rue. We got a Rosie for Rue. Yeah. We got a Rosie for just now. You know what? Courtroom. I, I don't think, think you told me the third one. What was the third oh, one for? Um, Scarecrow. Yes, you did. Yes. I that want to fun. say... Um, I know I played Violet Beauregard in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, cool. So I think it was for that. Oh. Yeah. That's I the blueberry one, right? Yeah. Violet, you're turning violet, violet. <laughs> that was really fun, too. I want to say it was for that. Shit, I feel like earlier I had a different thought process of what it was, but I think that's or right. how you were accessing it? Yeah, like, the four, I was like, I don't want to talk about all of them, but I'll at least talk about the four that I 
one rosie is for <laughs> that you <sighs> r-o-s-i-e yeah because lancaster and york both um towns counties in south carolina are like named after the uh houses in england that fought in the war of the roses so lancaster was the um yellow or the red rose and york was the white or yellow i can't i think white so like lancaster is the red rose city and york is still like the white rose so they were the rosie awards that is so neat yeah i don't know like and a pretty long tradition in lancaster like a a community theater tradition and then yeah i mean it has to have it was around for a very long time before we lived there because we moved there when i was like right the summer before i was in my first play my dad was in a spring production which was a musical and it was oliver and i went and saw my dad in it as like a little girl and was like your dad did too yeah so was when he, we did your dad was into theater when we did peter pan he was captain hook and i was one of the lost boys my brother my dad and i were all in a play called the yankee doodle which was like based around the like yankee doodle dandy it was like a play within a play it wasn't a very good play but it was like one of the only times we were all in the same show so we kind of look back on that relatively fondly are you familiar with Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah. My dad was Mr. McAfee, like the main female character's dad, the one who sings the, like, Ed Sullivan. And I was one of the girls. Like, I wanted to be Kim or um, her, like, little sidekick, but I was, like, one of the more peripheral female characters, Deborah Sue. I was, like, one of the other teenage girls. The, hi, Nancy, the <laughs> telephone hour. Yeah, I, like, got to sing in that and. I got to sing in the, like, we got a lot of living to do. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, so that was, like, that's a that's a good overall So was he summary. interested in theater always, too? I think my dad didn't do very much, like, organized theater when he was growing up, in my understanding. But he's just always kind of been, like, a cut-up and a ham. And I do take after him a lot. Um, and he definitely was a factor in me. I mean, it was me seeing him do it in the first place that, like, got me to do it as a kid. And I think my brother would probably say the same thing. And my dad still does it. Like, That's he so was cool. Big Daddy and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof two years ago. Cool. He's probably doing Cats this year. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my God. That he is- was like, I think I'd make an either a good Bustopher Jones or a good old Deuteronomy. And I was like... <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> that is so cool. Isn't that adorable? Yeah. It's the best. Oh, my God. I love it. I love that. you. And Rosie, it was a big deal to get a Rosie. Yeah. My dad get still gets them every time. Your dad no, not every time. time, but my dad still gets them every once in a while. Like, he got one for, I have to assume he got one for kind of hot tenor. Is there I can't a committee remember. or something? Um, it's voted by all of the members of the Playhouse. Nice. Oh. So, you have to, like, mail in ballots in your ballots and people do that or or you either mail it in or they'll do it for the last show of the season they'll like put them in the they'll give them to the people who are members they'll like put them in the you know playbills and stuff it's cool that is so neat it is like i do think it's a huge factor in like why i still and when i think back on it and i've said this before um i think on the show 
um, that like when I look back on it, it should have been more of a like sign to me that the fact I was so like thrived on it so much. Yes. <laughs> and oh, okay. So the, when you say that, it should have been more of a sign to me. That reminded me this whole thing about being at basketball camps all the time. Yes. The one part that I was like just so into and waited every day at camp for and as a counselor as a camper whatever it was for the guest speaker That's and so i like love the guest speaker i like love that i would be like yes it's finally the guest speaker and they would also like do <laughs> like everyone all the other kids are probably like oh, yeah i just want to have play, play game and i was just like wrapped you know and they would do like little skits sketches. and sketches yeah skits yeah but about skits. like skits yeah really about like this is the kind of player you want to be or this and they were so funny that was your and favorite part that was like all i wanted and i was still like thinking I love basketball. I love basketball, but it was like, no, Megan, yeah, love the, this stuff. The instead. performance yeah. of it. That's so funny because I have a really similar sports <laughs> story. I did a soccer camp at I think Coker College in Hartsville, definitely like a small school in South Carolina, uh, and I was like, I was like. For some reason, I don't remember what did it, but, like, I was, like, being myself the whole time, which is, like, especially in the sports realm, not where I existed. Like, I was just, like, tried to not, I mean, more, I guess when I, by the time I got to the governor's school, I was more, like, myself on the teams I played on because I was just more myself in general. But, like, you know, definitely those two things were separate. Like, the theater thing was its own thing. And then when it came to sports, I was, like, didn't I didn't really like let yeah or like you were like feeling like maybe you weren't as close with your teammates maybe? yes yeah. definitely not close enough to feel my my true colors <laughs> but we had a night where we like wrote a sketch and or a skit yeah. it was skit night <laughs> um we, I don't remember how we broke up into groups but I was I played a character get this named miss b-o not Miss <laughs> Cleo, <laughs> and I did like a good. bad Miss <laughs> Cleo impression, <laughs> and I used a soccer ball as my like crystal ball, oh. and people went <laughs> no, <laughs> like it killed <laughs> on the last day of camp. This is how much it killed Strickland. I got a camp award. <laughs> For, like, Camper of the Week or, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the, they did not talk about my playing skills. <laughs> they were just, <laughs> they like, were just like, when you played Miss B.O. Damn, Miss <laughs> B.O. was hilarious. <laughs> I think that's, like, I'm pretty sure that was where that happened. I may be, like, conflating two different stories, but I know for a fact I went to a soccer camp and got an award at the end of the week <laughs> for my performance in the skit again, and I've never thought about the fact that it's, like, this should have told me something. That's the best part. Yeah, there was like this character they would always play. They would always do tuxedo player versus slasher. And what kind of player you want to be. And there, it, was a, it was like a sketch. And it was tuxedo player versus slasher. And the tuxedo player is like the player you don't want to be. He comes in, he just wants to stay looking nice and doesn't, uh. you know, and Slasher's like, I, I'm ready to, uh, or, you know, nice to meet you, all, you know, it, they, eye contact, eye contact. Oh, yeah, really. He's does. just, he's going through his workout so hard, yeah. <clears throat> sweating, just walking everywhere, yeah. you know, in like ready to play. And the tuxedo player is just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not cool, remembering cool. any of the specifics now, but I just remember Love being it. like, that's 
the funniest thing I've <laughs> I like obsessed with. So the the takeaway was like be a slasher. Yeah, yeah. The takeaway was like you want to be a slasher, not a tuxedo player. <laughs> Which is confusing because when you hear those words, you think, oh, I should probably be a tuxedo player. Legit. When you first said it, I was like, or maybe both of them have like pluses and minuses. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like no slasher. Be slasher all yeah, the way. Slasher's like slasher. He already worked out three times this morning. He swam over here from you know they'd be like. Did all you these what were, like? Did you have to do a lot of conditioning and stuff for basketball too, or was it more like fundamental like drills and stuff? When we when playing or like in the summers or in the more in the summers I guess is where the question originates. But like yeah. overall, well every summer I would like. Most days in the summer, when I was like getting really serious about it, I would like work out, do my basketball workout for probably like an hour, an hour and a half. Wow! And I had like a, you know, you have like a typed up thing that you have to do. Uh huh. Aerobics I, uh, and weight type things. Um, that would just be basketball. So that Whoa. would be like it would be like ball handling, shooting drills, uh, then like sort of more involved offensive drills. Cool. And that would be like you know you would do that and then. Maybe outside of that, you try to, like, run. or okay. I, I wouldn't be a big weightlifter outside of school. Gotcha. Yeah. I That makes sense. I feel like soccer was similar in the sense that, like, when you're really training for soccer, you do mostly soccer-specific drills and skills. But then, like, outside of that, you might do conditioning, suicide type things. Soccer conditioning is insane, right? <sighs> yeah, we had to run lots of miles when it was preseason when i was in high school what are you talking like what's the most nightmare preseason i love hearing people talk about their nightmare preseason um, workouts. i mean the worst things that i ever remember having to do were like multiple full field suicides like running running miles like is one thing because you're like going somewhere and i feel like i was never on teams where we really had where we were really like marathon training or anything like that um but we like i remember it was common to have to do like multiple sets of suicides on a soccer field like the to like goal line back quarter back half field back three quarters back full field back that's a lot multiple sets of those it was so much (sighs) That's I can't remember like we had to do ten or whatever I don't remember but like I just remember wanting to die yeah <laughs> yeah just wanting especially to die. because when basketball I would part of the reason I did basketball my junior and senior year was to condition for soccer later on in the year because the seasons kind of like butted up and because it was more fun to like play basketball than it was <laughs> to just like run yeah <laughs> uh, basketball was your that was like my warm-up yeah my workout and i remember like you know we'd do suicides in the gym and i'd be like i'm gonna do this all day (laughs) (laughs) and then we'd get out to the field and i'd be like kill me now (laughs) i know i remember like having the thought like i wish i i just want to throw up if i throw up right now we'll all get this have you ever thrown up from running no me neither i've always wanted to i've always wanted to be that person too (laughs) but why are i i would be like so surprised that i wouldn't be i'd be like this is crazy I should be, my body should be throwing up. I should be shutting down. The worst thing about playing on a men's team was that I am so 
short and my legs are so much of a reason that I'm short that when I run <laughs> I like the way of putting that because I feel like I'm the same way I'm you know like, what I mean yeah, yeah. um that so when I run my legs my leg span is just really short <laughs> yeah, not so much. like yeah. I can be running at the same pace like you know strides per minute yes as this guy who's a foot taller than me and he'll go you know however many strides there are add a foot to it and it's like it was so it You're just working like so much harder. tested the limits of what i could do and i was like you said working so much harder to just try to keep up it's so frustrating <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. it did, it wasn't as Ugh. much of a factor in basketball because a lot of it's like quick. I mean, yeah. if somebody's on a breakaway, I'm never going to catch up with them. <laughs> Period. Just go ahead, like Bryce Harper. Don't run it out. <laughs> they, he already made the layup. Yeah, fucking run that out. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite basketball memories? I guess that can be. I know we're talking about the fundamentals, mm. but maybe it's fun or mental. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> basketball memories. I love playing basketball in the summer. Like I loved playing on my team in summer leagues. Instead. Oh, cool! Yeah, just did like, you mostly grow up in rec leagues or like under like U U thirteen? Yeah. Well, I guess when I first started playing, it was like CYO stuff. So it, that's like Catholic youth organization basketball. Yeah, church basketball. Church, church people. <laughs> then you kind of start into AAU, which is like you know traveling teams, right? You know, uh, and that would be like. U15, like, whatever age yeah. level it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, then when you're in high school and playing on your high school team, your high school team would play in the summer. They might go to team camp. We would go to team camps. I, oh God, I love team camps. So you'd go to a camp with your team. You'd just be That's out of college. So and you'd play, like, maybe four games that day. So you'd just, like, play a game, and then you'd get to go eat or hang out. And it's then just, you'd go play. You're just inundated. It's just games. Playing and, yeah. and eating and hanging eating out. Eating and hanging, Yeah. Sounds so fun. And it was so much more freer. The basketball was just freer. You know, it was like... You weren't trying to, like, live up to your school's reputation or whatever. I guess that's what it... I I think it was more like... Even little things, like, that I I just love. Like, you got to wear your own shoes in the summer. The basketball shoes that were comfortable on you. You know, you got to wear your own shorts. Like, you didn't have to wear the big... Oh, you had all school-issued stuff? Yeah, it was like... in I hated our uniform or something in the year. I was like, shorts are so long. I feel like I swim... You know, but... It just like those sort of things, and it and it was like yeah, old uniforms are all just miserable. I had that for, I think between my junior and senior year, we got new soccer uniforms, and the ones we had my junior year were miserable. Yeah, <laughs> <They were laughs> that was like, like a big Excel shirt. I was like, uh, like with me, like I was started to be like, make it like this is like these are men's uniforms we were wearing. It was like a feminist issue for me. Good for you. I mean, I, I never did anything about it, but I was like. These aren't made for our body. They're uncomfortable. They're restrictive. <laughs> like, why aren't we wearing clothes that are That's made cool. for women, that are uniforms that are made for I'm women? I'm glad that you were angry about that. Yeah, I wonder if I was, like, retroactively angry. I think I maybe was angry at the time. This is, like, how, I'm, how <laughs> I think about, like, when people would tell me, oh, you were, I thought you were a dude. <laughs> at the time, I was fine with it. Now, I'm thinking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, do you, what do you think your dad would say is like the most important thing about like basketball fundamentals? Oh, um, about bas- just that they are so important. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 
I feel like I've just been like probably quoting my dad a lot. Like that's like, adorable. Uh, but yeah, like that's something that's never not important. Something that's like you always want to continue to work on. Yeah, I feel like it's such a basketball is a sport of like rhythm and pattern, and yeah, so much so more so much more than a lot of other things. I think. Yeah, it's like oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think basketball to me like it's so analogous to improv <laughs> which is Learn the but i'm not definitely not the first go person. back to it yeah yeah you're not the first person to, to draw an analogy between those two yeah what is that joran joran oh, does he he wrote like a cool i remember reading it like a long time ago i stumbled upon it cool about like breaking improv teams down into like shooting guard uh oh. point guard or at different players Centers. into like what different improv players what kind of positions they are that's and stuff. so funny because i've heard it as a baseball pitching analogy oh really starting pitchers relief pitchers and closers uh, it, it's just so anal- improv is so analogous to sports for me and i think it's interesting that a lot of former athletes do improv uh like who I oh like you mean just like us. in the community yeah. yes i agree yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like oh this is like an adult um, sport <laughs> yeah it is like an adult sport in so many ways yeah. uh but yeah i've heard it like i mean i don't really know how it would equate for i would love to hear how it equates for like guards and centers and points and things like that um i'm gonna see if i can find that uh but for for starting it's like they're starting pitchers it's easier to think about like in a full when you're trying to create a full piece but you can also think about it from scene to scene they're starting pitchers who are like really good at setting up like details and things at the top and like carrying the weight of creating the context and things like that and then there's good there's people who are good at like you know, walking in on that and adding to it and continuing it and, you know, the ending part of improv, I think, is kind of the relief pitcher's job. And then the closers are just, like, that person who comes on and delivers the smartest fucking line (laughs) in the whole scene. And it's like, oh, that was it. Like, (laughs) that was an improv scene. I didn't know. I thought this was like a chalk thing. Oh no! Like oh, no, just it? like that's me clapping <laughs> because improv happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I, even you, I think it extrapolates out into a, a full piece like that too. Because some people are like late in the piece players to try to like put the pieces to put the ugh, conflating t- two meanings of the same word to try to connect the dots yes. of the piece. Yeah. Oh yeah, because baseball is more about different people appearing at different parts of the game right uh which yes that's mm, ah yes very good (laughs) (laughs) you're the best is there anything else you can think of that you feel like you'd be remiss not to mention uh like where basketball is concerned where comedy is concerned where um i guess like feminism (laughs) (laughs) a lot more than that (laughs) um I mean, yeah, I guess people need to come see Sight Unseen. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Sight Unseen, 9.30 in the Fishbowl. In the Fishbowl. Theater. In the Theater. 9.30 Thursdays. <laughs> I plug it at the beginning of every show. I love that. Because it's like the one thing that I have to plug every week that I want. I like Good. love it so much. <laughs> I would love if people came to it, so I just continue to talk about it. Mark's the last uh, Sight Unseen member. Is he going to come on? Yeah, he sent me a potential list of, like, things he thinks he would talk about. I can't remember. 
I feel like he would any have so much information about so many things. He's so smart. I love playing I with him. I love I playing so with too. all you guys. Me too. Uh, <laughs> as a... I'm going to throw in one last story just for your sake. Oh, yay. The last <laughs> play that I ever did in the community playhouse in Lancaster County was Alice in Wonderland. Talk about coming full circle. Whoa. Bookend. I was 18 yes. years old. I had just graduated from high school. I played, you guessed it, the queen of hearts. Oh, my God. I didn't even guess it, but that's <laughs> what I should have guessed. Isn't that cool? You played the two of hearts and then the queen of hearts. Yeah, like 13 years Four apart. to 18. Isn't that... That's not, That's like what you, you would write. If yeah. you were like writing Isn't Mary Beth Smith and oh. her career in community theater in Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, same director. Both shows. What? Elaine Reese. That pretty cool. That that you should like write a series of essays about this experience. That sounds like really fun. Really, I might there's actually. like a juice here, you know? A juice. There's juice. I love that. I guess I've never thought I have written I wrote a monologue that's like relatively short about the fact that um it was when I was first kind of realizing that those were really formidable times for me. You know, the like going back to the thinking back on things that were more important in mm. retrospect than they were at the time. So I wrote a monologue, like a five minute monologue that I performed a couple times about the two to the queen. But God, I love that two really to fun. the queen. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's just a good title to be like two to the queen or like your autobiography one day. Ooh. Two to the queen or an autobiography of your early years. Yes. Um, two to the queen. Two to the queen. Um, I, th- I think it could be for my whole my whole my whole life whole life to the queen because i don't think i'm the you're not the queen yet i don't think i'm the queen yet but you're almost there yes queen as people are saying yes <laughs> yes queen but yes. wait hold on let me think of one quick thing when you're saying you know don't you think sometimes like because you're like oh retroactively i realized that was a really formative thing i feel like it would be like life would be too obvious if it was shorter like like don't, don't you feel ha. like it would be like Things are like, oh, duh. And if everything was way more smushed together, it'd be like, oh, duh, duh. you figure things out It would quickly. be like a movie. And you'd be like, I can predict that. Cool. But because it's your life and it's like so spread out, things aren't as oh, gosh, apparent or something. Movie? There's a movie um, where everyone only lives for 25 years. Like your whole life happens in 25 years. And that's Whoa. what it makes me think of. I think it's that Justin Timberlake about time movie, but I could be wrong. Oh, about well, about time is just in that. About time is with Rachel McAdams. In time, in time, different one. Writing down <laughs> in time, we can look it up afterwards. But that's I know actually pretty good. There's in time. Yeah, I think what's it's that about? Good. It's kind of a Romo, but it kind of has a little bit extra there. It's about uh, uh, people that can stop time and time travel. And time is travel, time a like currency? No, but that, I've seen that movie. What's too. that? It's like. Fr- that's the movie I'm thinking of. That movie is really interesting. I can't remember. I want to say like Anne Hesh is in it, but actually I don't even think she's Oof. in it. It's like on <sighs> Netflix and you, everyone has these time things that tell them how much time they have left. Yes. And that's the movie really I'm thinking rich. of. That's the one where everyone only lives for, I you're only given 25 years. To start and you have to make money to yes, be able to live longer. Yes. Okay. So it's not, not in time. And then um, the end of it is, no spoilers, but never mind. No, <laughs> don't say it. Time is currency. I'm going to look that up. Uh, we'll figure it out. The, we don't have to figure that out on mic. Figure it. Oh, Fort Dearborn is the <laughs> other star oh. on the. 
that's the perfect <laughs> yeah that is the perfect way to um i think two world fairs fort dearborn and the fire yep that's the the four you know what you should make people do next time they come on your podcast give the four stars of their life thus far love it if they were the chicago flag oh well what are yours I, too hard okay uh, well, <laughs> t- well i'll um you can send it to me the separate separate message okay. too hard <laughs> can't do it on the spot i don't know what mine would be i can think of like one or two off the top of my head but definitely not the four stars well the four roses i love you and i mean that i love you too thank you so much for having me thank you so much for doing it <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.